The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. A walk in the dog park with your beloved man's best friend creature is something I feel like Edmontonians love. I think everybody loves it. It's, I used to love walking my dogs. It was the greatest. It's just wonderful. Let them run around, have fun. I, it takes no energy on your part. You just stand there and let them run around like goofs and do their thing. I feel like I did. I mean, I dog sit and I would run around with them. Is that weird that I was chasing after them in the park? Well, no. I mean, teach their own, throw a toy around. But I mean, my dogs, they would just go off. They would just start running around and they were so friendly too. So, you know, interact with all the kids there and, and the other parents and play with other dogs. They, they weren't the type to get vicious or anything like that. So it was very easy for me after school. One of my quote unquote chores was to walk the dogs, but I essentially just walk them for five minutes and then just let them do their own thing. That's a wonderful chore. Yeah, like great. not loading the dishwasher. Like no, Take exactly. the dogs for a wonderful walk in the beautiful park. Exactly. So the city of Edmonton is taking a new look at how to create off-leash dog parks because clearly Edmontonians love it so very much. And joining us now, Councillor of Ward 6, Scott McKean. Hi, Councillor. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks you, for having me on. Oh, it is our pleasure. Now, before we get started into this this topic, do you have a dog at home? I grew up with dogs. Uh, I um, uh, I don't have anybody at home to look after the dog, and I'm almost never there, so it would be unfair. <laughs> so sense. I don't have a dog right now, but I, I'm I'm a dog lover. You're familiar with the joy that a dog brings to yeah. the life of humans. So so take us into to what council is looking at when it comes to giving community leagues a little bit more freedom to helping establish these off-leash parks? So the reality is when we did our budget uh, late last year, uh, we do them on the four-year increments now, and the plan was to build two off-leash areas in the next four years. And um, I don't know if I have this more than anecdotally, but heard that there are more dogs than kids in Edmonton. So uh, we just know that there's going to be more and more demand from communities to have at least a small off-leash area in the local neighborhood. Um, and they're, you know, they're, they're actually really important amenities, I think, as you were describing at the opening. Um, so two is not going to be enough. So in a recent committee meeting, we had the discussion about this. And rather than the city uh, taking the lead on this, maybe the opportunity is there to let communities take the lead like they do on playgrounds. Uh, Communities will uh, organize around, uh, set up an organizing committee, fundraise, do grant writing um, uh, to get a playground built in their neighborhood. And those are, you know, upwards of $300,000 nowadays. I think this uh, having a smaller off-leash area in the neighborhood would be uh, a much lower bar to hit as far as volunteer effort and grants required and all this. So what would the city's role be then, I think, to, you know, provide the public land and approve this and, and then facilitate maybe some grant money? And and then maybe uh, facilitate around the construction, which you know hopefully wouldn't be a huge project. Councillor, the the city keeps keeps growing year after year after year. Is is there any thought process process behind maybe just 
now with new neighborhoods popping up, just including an off-leash dog area, similar to including that playground when a new neighborhood is popping up? I think that's a really good idea, and I think that's, you know, that's as we design parks in new neighborhoods, I think that's a probably a critical component we could add. But we still have, you know, uh, dozens and dozens of existing neighborhoods without off-leash in them. And I think, you know, the, the way I would look at this, and I'm only one vote on council, but your neighborhood off-leash area would not be that big. But it would be you just got home from work, you can take Fido down there and let him run around for a while while you relax. And, and then we would have larger district off-leash areas where you'd maybe take Fido on the weekend and they'd really be able to romp. But I think for, you know, to be able to walk a couple blocks to an off-leash area would be a tremendous uh, amenity for a lot of these neighborhoods. Are you hearing from community leagues that they have a desire to begin implementing, similar to how they do with playgrounds, a a community dog park? Yeah, I do. And, you know, uh, downtown with the new Alex Dakota Park right downtown has a a, a pretty uh, fancy off-leash area with artificial turf. Um, but, you know, and in a downtown context or a real urban context, uh, an off-leash area like that can be a tremendous connector. Uh, a lot of people who live downtown and Oliver may not have kids, uh, but they may have a dog. So they take their dog to an off-leash and, you know, maybe you go there a few times and you start to recognize people and you're seeing them all the time. You say hi to them and you get to know your uh, community neighbors through your dog. And we, you know, we talk a lot about mental health and the sense of loneliness you can have in a, in a modern city. And this is one way to fight back is to create an, an amenity where people with dogs get to know each other. Councillor, you mentioned that two dog parks is just not going to be enough. In your opinion or, or estimation, how many do you feel would be sufficient enough you know i don't know i really don't know that answer i know and downtown now has one i suspect downtown would love to have another one if you surveyed people uh oliver uh which has twenty thousand people in it uh one neighborhood they would probably want a couple there um you know i think as we open this up that the beauty to this proposal is to let the neighborhoods initiate the work and because not everybody's going to want an off-leash area in their community or near their home. And rather than sort of impose that top-down, to have this be a bottom-up dynamic, I think, is much more likely to succeed. And we can do more of them more quickly if they're... When the city does anything, it's going to be... Um, It's just going to be more expensive. It's going to take more time. It's going to involve many more cumbersome processes. Just that's the way government is. (laughs) And but a community led program could, like I say, probably take less time and involve perhaps something that wouldn't cost as much. Maybe there's some sweat equity put in there by the neighborhood itself. And we could just get a lot more of these done. I don't, I suspect there's a lot of latent demand out there. And as this, after we have this uh, discussion in committee next week and there's media coverage about that, uh, your coverage today will, you know, put this idea into a lot of people's heads too. And then maybe they go to their community league 
uh, next meeting and say, hey, we should have an off-lease in our area too. Counselor, I want to switch gears to, to cannabis complaints. And, you know, it's, it's hard to believe, really, that we're almost at the one-year mark since cannabis has been legalized. And, you know, people thought that there was going to, to be this cannabis apocalypse happening and you were going to stroll around Jasper and Chaos. 30 people would be standing in a circle smoking up. It hasn't happened. In fact, yeah. cigarettes are still the bigger issue. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not totally surprised. I remember saying at one committee meeting that, so we had, a, we had a number of departments within the city who, who had added elements to their budgets to deal with this, as you say, coming uh, cannabis apocalypse. And I was really skeptical because I said, you know, there's a, there's a population right now, uh, I said, call it the party hardy folks, whatever you want to call it. They're already able to access cannabis. And the idea that legalizing it would suddenly increase that population by uh, uh, a large amount didn't make sense to me. And um, the other thing I think is that <laughs> those people were probably pretty well trained to go into a back alley or something and, and smoke a joint. And so we haven't had brazen examples of people walking around smoking a joint and blowing smoke at other people. Um, that's just not happening. And I suspect even some of these complaints are probably from later at night in, in hospitality districts like White Avenue or downtown where, you know, it's probably a l largely a younger crowd out there that is probably more tolerant of uh, cannabis smoke. So I wasn't totally I wasn't totally surprised by this. I did worry a little bit about, you know, Henry and Martha coming in from a suburban community into White Avenue or downtown uh, for a nice meal and having to walk through even one cloud of cannabis smoke. But I have had no complaints, no complaints. The only thing we've heard there was a really nice senior, I won't name the community, called in a couple of times to say that, you know, we needed to probably alert our animal control folks because there was a skunk in the area. <laughs> and, uh, and I think uh, Rebecca, who works in my office, uh, may I can't remember if she informed him that it might actually be something else. But, uh, so, there, you know, people are getting a whiff of it now and, and then, but it has not been the problem that some people thought it was going to be. So we'll talk about the, the new problem that seems to be perhaps emerging. So when the city changed the smoking bylaw in October and then the 10 meter rule came into place, all those nearby ashtrays went away. How, how is council exploring this middle ground to keep trash from hitting the streets? I voted against that, by the way, for the record, for I the just record. Wanted, um, because I think the hospitality areas were, again, concerned about pushing people, you know, into back alleys or something to have a smoke. And, and for safety reasons and for just logistics at the door, they wanted to keep it the, the, the five, not the ten. Um, but, you know, the other thing I said at the, at the outset of this um, you know, our public places bylaw in regards to uh, cannabis was that the smoking bylaw went through a number of iterations over the years and that uh, there was zero chance that we would get the cannabis uh, public places bylaw right at the get-go. So I think we may have to look at 
uh, either an amendment there or m- maybe moving the ashtrays, which m- might be the easiest thing to do. And, Councillor, when it comes to, to cannabis and obviously the lack of complaints, uh, the lack of disruptive behaviour, if you will, do you anticipate a meeting maybe sometime after the, the one-year anniversary to maybe scale back the regulations, or do you think that what's in place currently is doing the job just right? Probably no harm, no foul, no complaint, nothing to nothing nothing broke. So we would probably hold off. We might look, at, like I say, at that that five or ten meter rule to see if that needs tweaking, and and that's what happens over time. And I, I mean, and the police will tell you that you know they are enforcing uh, impaired driving uh, by cannabis, and I. You know, uh, the truth is that was happening before as well, but the police are now uh, much more uh, on top of it and are legally bound to um, to enforce those laws, and I totally get that. And, and nobody should uh, obviously operate a vehicle impaired by uh, alcohol or drugs, and unfortunately some people do that. And and it's uh, it's a serious thing. So that's I think that's the one area the police are most concerned about. But they'll get more sophisticated in detection and enforcement of those laws as well. That is the voice of Ward 6 City Councillor Scott McKean, who we so appreciate taking the time out of his busy day to chat with us. Thank you, Councillor. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You as well.